are live. What is up? What is up? What is up? Okay, okay, okay. Gee, you sound great on the new microphone. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's mic nice. check, mic check one, two. What's up, guys? Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Every Tuesday night at 9 p.m., or maybe five or ten minutes after, you know we're going to show up no matter what. Dude, we haven't had a live guest in a minute. Gee, you have to keep your mouth close to the microphone. I know. I'm not used to this. <laughs> like Joe Rogan. Talking the mic. Talking talk the, the mic, mic. Talking the mic. You, you got to talk in the mic. So, guys, thank you guys so much for joining us, guys. I'm Dom. And I'm G. And, guys, this is the Cash, Cash Geeks, Geeks Network. Network. And as you guys know, every Tuesday night at 9 p.m., we're coming to you with the fire, with some aspect of real estate professionalism. It doesn't matter if it's commercial or if it's retail, flipping, wholesaling, whatever we can bring to you guys to give you guys as much value as possible is what we want to do. And what G says a lot, selfishly, we do this to serve ourselves as well. Oh, 100%. I'm taking notes, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So people don't know that that's the hack of having a podcast, right? You can have a podcast, have on people that gives the public value, but you can really get your own kind of like $25,000 mastermind for free. <laughs> and sometimes you can get people on the show that wouldn't maybe talk to you in person. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or just, yeah. they're just like, yeah, I don't know you, but I mean, some of these really successful people, what would, not what would like they Tim. charge you for an not hour? Not like Tim. No. no. What, what would they charge you for an hour? Some, some of the guys, Tim, that how you much have would you pay? charge for an hour? Well, for you guys, it's free, but oh, for others, hell yeah. Uh, it's free. It's <laughs> still free. It's still free. <laughs> still free. <laughs> but really, like uh, some of the hitters out there. I mean, yeah, I mean, couple grand. Yeah, couple grand for five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Maybe you'll get a dinner out of it. So who's who's Tim? Who's this guy, Tim? Oh yeah, let's introduce him. Tim Horvath, Bold City Acquisitions and Commercial and commercial. commercial. Two different companies, but yes. Oh okay, okay, yeah. okay. So one is my personal uh, company that I flip real estate with and the second is i have a partner in and we buy and hold commercial real estate so which one is bold city the flip bold city acquisitions is the flip bold okay. city commercial i kind of brand everything bold city oh nice yeah. okay okay so yeah so when you say um acquisitions are you talking about more on the residential side yeah so bold city acquisitions is strictly uh flipping residential sweet mm -hmm. sweet sweet so dude that's amazing because so you buy commercial assets, and right? Hold, buy and hold you buy and hold commercial assets. You're flipping residential assets, and you have a full-time job. Correct. Shit. How, how long ago did you start this? Real estate? Real estate, yeah. Real estate, my first house purchase was six years ago. So, yeah, 2015, 2014, that's when it was six, seven years ago. Okay. That was a flip? No, that was my... I, it was uh, the, BR, the Burr method. Oh, the Burr. So, okay. Yeah. So uh, I bought it. My dad and I personally rehabbed it. Um, you know, knocked on walls, did electrical plumbing, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. I realized I don't personally want to do that. No. The, mm. the labor. The labor. Um, acquired a couple more after that, uh, residential, and had, had a small portfolio, stumbled into a commercial property, realized that was the better avenue for me to pursue, mm. sold off the residential portfolio and went into commercial for long-term holds. So I got to ask, because everybody's probably thinking, I want to get right into the meat and potatoes. Mm -hmm. Is that okay? Of course. So you saw, you owned rentals on this single family side, mm -hmm. stumbled into a commercial deal, mm -hmm. figured out commercial was a way to go. Why? What is the difference? And why is commercial your avenue? Um, especially as, so the numbers that I've dealt with, 
have been exponentially better uh, okay. than residential. Numbers as in like return, return on investment? The return on investment is, okay. is exponentially better. Um, you know, they say residential is more stable in regards to you can you can kind of know and expect what you're going to get. And as far as, you know, there's going to be a higher demand for the residentials and more consistent and the pricing <clears throat> is more consistent in regards to your neighbors pretty much dictate the price of your house. Gotcha. Um, whereas commercial, uh, you can buy a building and we've done this several times and it can be vacant and your price is based on the value add of bringing tenants in. So you can buy a building one day, put a tenant or tenants into it the next day and that <clears throat> value of that property doubles mm. overnight. Or more. Or more. Yeah. So, um, and also, especially like when you have a larger building, like for example, one of the buildings we have is 35,000 square feet. We only have four bathrooms in that, but we have over 25 tenants in there. So I don't have to deal with 25 gotcha. different toilets or 50 different toilets in regards to 25 houses. Interesting. So mm. I would say- more Toilets are an issue. I mean, just in regards to one roof, one roof, you right. know, less AC. So- yeah. Less maintenance, unexpected maintenance, I would say, in regards to commercial, which is also a, lar a large reason I got out of residential, the uh, maintenance calls and some bad tenants. Mm. And sounds like it's less uh, capital expenditures as well. Uh, in regards to purchasing, uh, it depends how you do it. Okay. There's a lot of different avenues. Our model for commercial real estate has been the traditional lending. So we deal with our, our lender in town is Vistar. Okay. So you're typically having to do 25% down. So if you're buying a, you know, a million dollar building, you're putting 250 down plus closing costs. And then you have, depends what you have to do to upgrade it uh, in order to make it inhabitable mm -hmm. or habitable for the tenants. So it kind of, I guess it varies um, if you're using lending trying to think about it now that you say it that way but yeah i would say less capital uh, versus buying a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house cash and you could buy a million dollar property that performs well even if it's the same capital if you have an exponential roi mm -hmm. right that's just so are you typically doing triple nets each building's kind of different okay. um so we have right now we have four in the process of buying our fifth Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, the the one, and I was kind of talking to Dom about this one beforehand. It's um. Thank you guys were hanging out yeah. without me. Well, you were busy off uh, getting Damn, your hourly rate. Yeah, I see how lectures. it is. Yeah, no, it's not like that. Still got to pay the bills, bro. I get it. You got to afford those fancy suits. Um, yes. shiny suit man. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Uh, you were telling Dom about your fifth building. Oh, yeah. That you're going into. Well, I was going to say in regards to... Or you're on your fourth or something. Yeah, yeah we, we have four buying the fifth. It's actually a building, if it goes through, we're set to close on the 19th. It is uh, a building that a lot of real estate investors are very familiar with. Um, the old Jack's Rhea building is, and that happens to neighbor our building, uh, mm. the, the one we currently have off Atlantic and Century 21. Right, right, right. But I guess the point I'm getting at is each building, we've kind of done something different and it's really dictated by the area and the market. And what do I mean by that is the first building we purchased was the old Chamber of Commerce building, and that's in Orange Park, Clay County. And we kind of did the model of Regis in the sense of we had shared space, um, shared amenities, 
individualized office, open space too, where you could rent a desk by the hour. Oh, nice. And that worked out well. And we tried that over on our next building, which was off of Fort Caroline. And the first couple months, we rented out very well. And then people started dropping off. We got a different clientele. So we shifted our model there to be more of a retail. Uh, it's a retail office space, but we <clears throat> rented the whole thing to two tenants versus mm. having 15 tenants in there. Right, right, right. And the main reason we shifted was at that same point, we had also acquired the next building, which was a lot bigger and was requiring a lot more attention and money. So we opted to take less return because you make more money when you do the individual office suites like Regis, but mm -hmm. it also involves a lot more time commitment and financial right, capital. Right, right. So we switched our model because we needed more time and energy to put towards all of our buildings versus just this, when we were smaller, we could micromanage these buildings. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So you, you feel like the reward wasn't there. It wasn't the, worth it. We were making, you know, probably 20% more. <clears throat> right. But right. we had to deal with more vacancy, more turnover, and more Take headaches. that time, put it into another project. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Yeah. And um, one building has triple net. That's it. What's okay. 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 Oh, you just put 10 just on your new shoes. Shoe. Oh. But it's on my name, so you're good. So I, I, I want to I wanna take it back a little bit more, back to about six years or a little bit prior, right? Okay. So what made you want to get into real estate? I've always, even when I was younger, I, I was always, for some reason, I don't have a, a valid explanation, but I was always kind of uh, infatuated from it by it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's because even growing up, I always heard um, most millionaires and most people that became independent were involved in real estate. And financial right. independence has always been, even from a young age, something on my mind. So mm. I think that avenue <clears throat> was initially what drew it to me, drew me to it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you're an anesthesiologist, is that I'm right? A, I'm a nurse anesthesiologist. A nurse anesthesiologist. So a Were you six years ago as well? Yes. Yeah, so that's when I graduated. Uh, 2012 is when I finished my education. And okay. So yeah. the same year you graduated, you got into real estate. It was like a year and a, a year later, because then I okay. could have a W two income to get nice. approved for a loan. So that's funny that wow. you say that, and we talked about that a lot before. So. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's something you can touch out, touch on that can help the watchers with regards to why it's important to have a W-2 income and also be in real estate. Yeah, I will say, and, and I think what we were discussing, how it came up is we were discussing at what point uh, my partner and I could get out of, because we both have W-2 jobs, uh, at what point would we be able to leave our jobs and go fully into real estate? Yep. And, and kind of what we discussed is we could right now leave our jobs and we would be financially okay. But if we want to continue to grow the company and, and then initially to get approved for the loans, W2 income made us very marketable to all the banks. 100%. So all the banks <clears throat> were more than happy to lend to us because we had that stable W2 income versus if you're 1099 or you don't have that stable income, banks get a little sketched out sometimes. Yeah. So we are continuing to work because we want to continue to grow our company and get approved for those loans, which is a huge asset for us. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so to everyone who's got W2 incomes and you guys are dabbling in real estate, yeah. there's yeah. value to that. Leverage, <clears throat> leverage there's everything you can. So yeah. try to leverage whatever you can for sure. So you did your first flip six years ago. <laughs> okay. So a successful story? 
Yeah, yeah, I've been fortunate. Um, and I don't want to jinx this, but every every deal I've done so far has been profitable. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Were there any scenarios where you were close to going down the wrong path? Oh, those college days. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about real estate. Oh, okay, 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 my bad, my bad. In that case, I went not talking about his I, personal I life. Indeed, we all know was, that's a mess. Was, we're no. talking about, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I think anyone that's been, you know, you hear the stories of the crash, but I got in when the getting was good. So right. I feel like a lot of people, <clears throat> and I'm not saying this because I'm so good at what I do or anything like that, because I don't think that's necessarily the scenario. I think we we are in fortunate times now and have been for the last, since I started, where it's very hard to, even if you make mistakes, which of course we all make mistakes, mm -hmm. to not be profitable. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, there, there's time, like, you know, when we did our first commercial deal, it was a completely vacant building and we were scared that we wouldn't be able to, you know, you have those fears that are we going to rent this out? What's going to happen? Are we going to be on the hook for all this money? Um, but we had the stability of the W2 income to where it wasn't a make or break. Right. Um, so that that's another benefit of the W2 is that stable income. If you budget appropriately, um, you, you're not going to lose sleep overnight if you, you don't have a tenant that day. Um, mm. That's powerful. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you can go down to breaking even or yeah, then right. exactly. I guess even if you if you lose a little in that month, if you have a little bit of surplus mm -hmm. in the business bank account, it's right. not affecting your personal. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Maybe you just don't eat out as much that week. Right. right. Mm. So so you've had yeah, some or ramen. you don't go to Hawaii. You've had some ramen months? Of course. Of course. How was Hawaii? Are you bringing up Hawaii? It was great. Oh. Hawaii was amazing, man. Uh my my buddy had won a first class trip because he, he was a sales performer. And him and his girlfriend had separated, so I was fortunate enough to be off that week. Jumped in. All so you were a booty paid. call? I wouldn't go that far, but I did have to earn that trip. <laughs> I will say now. Um, but yeah, it was all first class to Hawaii, man, for free. Dude, that's when, awesome. when was this? This was like last back. week. I just got back three days ago. Yeah, feels like two months ago now, but yeah. Okay. Okay. And you've been gone for about a week. Yeah, I was gone seven days. What part of Hawaii? Maui. Maui. Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful. Is that it's like awesome. the most known? What is that? Is that a city or an island? It's or? an island. Maui it's island. an island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, great snorkeling there. You saw, I was I was snorkeling fifty feet away from shore with sea turtles. One as wow. big as me. Yeah, it was cool. <clears throat> That's beautiful awesome. island. I went to Hawaii in eighth grade. Barely remember. It. What were you doing in Hawaii in eighth grade? My family went family vacation. Oh, you come yeah. for money? Uh, yeah. not. Is, is going to Hawaii money? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean I guess. I just wanted to see your response either way. Uh <laughs> no, nah, I mean we we did well. Yeah. My, I mean I'm my, my parents own restaurants. Oh. So it was tough to get away. But when they did, they I did felt like right you now. came from broke. G? You came from money, see? You didn't even have this conversation yet. Nah. I wasn't broke. We weren't I had I could have gotten these shoes. <laughs> 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 nah, yeah. Luckily, you know, we were blessed. But I mean, it was we weren't broke, but I never saw my parents. You know, they were grinding all day, every day. Yeah. You were rich in a different way. I was rich in a different way. So I think one of the things, because Tim and I had a, a dinner right before this show. Thanks for uh, <clears throat> giving me some extra time, Tim. But it's one so of the funny. things I asked was, uh, what's it, what's it going to take to get out of your dinner? Started from the middle, now we. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's let's give some uh, shout-outs. Yeah. We have some some uh, active viewers. So Naaman Taylor 
Damon Taylor, he's going to be uh, in the Closer Olympics this year. Oh, yeah. Shout out to my the boy. Closer Olympics, Tim? I have not. So in the wholesale world, they have an event, an annual event called the Closer Olympics. And what the, um, the closers, the acquisition managers do is they get on the phone to the public. <clears throat> I, I think you have to buy tickets. Yeah, you have to buy tickets to and watch. If you go to this event, whether it's virtual, I don't, I don't know it's if they virtual, have it in yeah, person. Um, you watch this uh, group of acquisition managers, and they're all trying to close sellers virtually. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and they're all like, you know, some are social successful. media guys yeah, and stuff. So, so it's, it's like cool because yeah. you're like, watch, you know, you watch them and then. Yeah, yeah does, some are successful. Does he work with y'all? No, he's uh, a wholesaler. I mean, we we've do done deals, deals with, with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He, um, he wholesales. So like on, in some markets, we'll, you know, he'll partner up with us and we'll dispo it um, or he'll flip and stuff like that as well. You know, it's a, what's what's awesome about Naaman. So we did a wholesale uh, training retreat uh, probably four or five months ago, something like that. Naaman was there and we were talking about the renegotiation aspect of the acquisition. Mm-hmm. Retrade. The mm-hmm. retrade. Mm. So he had a deal, and I think it was a profitable deal from what I yeah, remember. Yeah. So we're talking about the renegotiation. <laughs> he went outside, renegotiated the seller, came back in with a five thousand dollar reduction on a single family home. Shout out to Naaman. Naaman's a, a hitter. So he's gonna be a participant. I think he's that's gonna really be a closer, closer Olympics yeah. this this year. All right, so last year was it. the first one, this year is is the second one. Um, we got my brother Matthew Hindle. What's up, Matt? My sister Joni. Sharice Whit Whitby. I like that. That's a good that's a good little name. We got Chris Varnes. Let's go, champ. Let's go, Let's go champ. champ. Christian is is going to Hawaii money, says only a guy with money. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. And we got Will Whitley. Will, Whitley. Will Whitley's a part money of the guy. team here. So what's up, guys? Thank you guys so much for joining us. Like I said, every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Also if this is your first time tuning in or you tune in on a regular basis, you can catch all of our past episodes at YouTube. So go to youtube.com forward slash cash geeks. And oh, we there's your probably boy. have, we probably have well over a hundred. Oh, he, he posted the closer Olympics link. Try and get that kickback boy. Yeah. Let's is is that your affiliate link? Name in? Yeah. Do you get a, do you get any kickback from that? Hell Let us know. Yeah, bro. Us know. We getting paid. So, um, so Tim, so you wanted to get into what's up? Oh, my bad. Oh yeah. You guys were going into a question. Right? Yeah. I was just saying you wanted to get into it because you felt like that was the path to success, right? Financial, financial independence, was, financial was independence. A large and still is a large motivating factor for me. Heck yeah. Was there anyone around you at that time that was already financially successful in real estate? No, not, not that I really personally knew. Um, truthfully. It's funny because one of the things that I used to talk to G about once in a while, I bring it up is in my upbringing, you always knew who the successful people were around you because they owned real estate. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up. um, I mean, taking money was always money was always tight. Yeah. And Dom, there did were you go to Hawaii? Some, <laughs> I didn't even hear of Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know what the hell that was. I thought it was like, a, uh, I don't know, some part of Mars or something. But anyway, so um, you, there were a couple of families in the neighborhood mm-hmm. that were doing well because they owned the house that they live in, plus one down the road and another on the other side of town. So like real estate always had that presence to me. It's always like someone did well when they own multiple pieces of real estate. Yeah. So I kind of feel like I relate to you on that level. So 
<laughs> so you ever think about investing in Hawaii? No, no, like uh, Brandon Keller from uh, Brandon Turner. Yeah, Brandon yeah. Turner. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah. he's in Maui. Yeah. No, not personally. I'm kind of a, a local guy. What I do, like to be able to put my hands on what I'm investing in. What do you mean by in Maui? He's in Maui. Yeah, he moved out. He moved to Maui. He lives there. Yeah, he lives there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You only listen to your own podcast, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dom doesn't even listen to his own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just watches Joe Rogan and Grant Cardone. That's fair. Um, so you know me, Jake. I know we're with uh, each other 12 hours a day, but it doesn't mean you really, truly know me. Married couple fight. So I, I have a question. Um, what would you say to somebody who is thinking about investing in uh, commercial, right? But is, you know, because you said real estate, single family is more predictable, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what would you say to somebody who's thinking about getting into commercial, retail commercial, right? And is worried about, you know, Will the tenants be good? Will it be a good business? What if the business goes out of business? Um, what uh, what if COVID comes back and yeah. there's another you know shutdown? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to invest in that because it's you know it might get shut down. Um, people are working from home. You know, commercial real estate is is not uh, mm -hmm. it's it's gonna just go down. Val valid concerns in regards to certain markets. Uh, Florida during COVID was one of the few markets in the country that actually still ticked upwards in regards to growth. Mm. Um, I think there's, you know, there's, when you say commercial, there's, there's different types of commercial real <clears throat> estate. I kind of specialize in office and then you okay. know, there's industrial, which is hot right now. Everyone's right. buying industrial. Gotcha. There's the retail, which a lot of people are concerned with. That's the one. I don't know if I personally would be, mm. um, investing in retail right now. Gotcha. Except if it was to do something different with it, I think some opportunities are going to come from that in regards to uh, retail space, uh, maybe not performing as well, and someone coming in and buying it and turning it into a different use. Gotcha. Um, and then you know medical. So again, I, I focus in commercial and office space. And a, a lot of people from the residential world do ask me, you know, or they make the statement, I want to go into commercial, but I just, you know, I don't know what to do or whatever. And, and a lot of times my response is the commercial really isn't that much different than residential in regards to, you know, it's still a building as far as the structure and all that. The, the bigger variances is really the lending. And then, um, mm. you know, you still have leases, tenants. They're actually sometimes more favorable for you as far as the commercial side of things, the leases and dealing with tenants. Um, you know, I, I can't predict COVID because I, I will say there was a big concern. I was concerned with the second second shutdown because um, mm -hmm. we, you know, we made it through the first one. We lost a couple tenants, but actually, and I was telling Dom this before, during 2020, even though we lost a couple tenants, we ended up going up, uh, filling up. We were like 90% occupancy in all of our buildings when we went into COVID. And we came out 100%. So even though we lost some tenants due to COVID, other tenants filled in. Mm, gotcha. And, and I think a, a big, and this is kind of, you know, just to discuss our model, which kind of helps, uh, which kind of helps separate us from the, the bigger people that were hurt, is having spaces that were um, smaller. So we don't just have, even within that 35,000 square foot building, we don't have, you know, our largest space is 3,000 square feet. 
which I would gotcha. consider large for us. <clears throat> Everything else is kind of like the 300 to 600 square feet because we kind of market to the smaller businesses, even to the people and our prices are reasonable. So it's to the people that don't want to be at home and they can just use right. this as a secondary office right. or smaller. So, um, but your fears that you voiced, you could have the same fears for people that are just investing in Airbnbs, people that are investing in, right. and yeah. I mean, and even residential, you know, a lot of people stopped um, flipping houses during yeah. that. I mean, you know, Yellowbird shut down their operation too. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think that's a fear just in regards to the economy, right? what's your voice and, and if the economy goes down, we're all screwed. So, I right. Guess, right. I, I have, um, a question. So let's let's go back to when COVID first hit. Yeah. Right. Because that's it's still around, right? It's still, still a concern. Yeah, it still hurts a little bit. But when when it first started coming around, I think the first kind of very light talks, could they have been as early as November of twenty nineteen? Nineteen? I started hearing December? about it at the end at the end of that year. Yeah. December twenty nineteen. No one was taking it serious. No one was taking March. it serious. <clears throat> Correct. March was like the biggest month. I remember that. So being in real estate and being a business owner, were you were you kind of in disbelief? Not that you didn't want to prep for it, but you didn't want to believe it would really affect things negatively. Yes, of course. Yeah. Because I felt like we had that too. Yeah. How could you prep for it though? So, I don't know. I have no idea I mean, how you could prep for what yeah. happened. Like that was like I think never mentally before. is really what I was talking about. Because mm, I don't okay, think okay. I was prepared for everything to fall apart. I was in disbelief yeah. as to where I was going to keep trying to push, no matter if things were falling apart or not. Right. I was going to go to the right. very... So you're talking like after the shutdown and all that? Uh, I was talking about when it first started happening. You know, could you have seen things going to be the worst that they can possibly go to? Right. I remember when, for me, reality kind of set in because, again, I work in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we had had some prep about this and talks and, you know, I, of course, no one knew the full extent it was going to be, but I was under contract to buy a, another building. Mm -hmm. um, and the bank called me because it was literally right there. I was like two weeks from closing. The bank called me and they said, hey, we're shutting down commercial lending. No, we're, we're canceling your deal. Fuck. And I was like, <clears throat> OK, shit's getting real. Um, and that's when I started and shortly after all the other banks started doing that. Um, and, uh, that's when it really started setting in and then the, you know, lockdowns talks started coming. Right. So right, right. yeah, it set in, you know, it was kind of an overnight thing almost where, right, right. where everyone started to believe this is what it is. So that was mm -hmm. a no deal even till this day. Correct. Cause I had the option. It was a good deal. And I know the guy that ended up purchasing it. It was a good, I could have purchased it cash, but. I started getting fearful at that point. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm not going to yeah. put my capital into this. Then, you know, if the banks, I kind of follow the big dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. 100%. So if the bank's not going to do it, I'm not going to put my own money into it. Yeah. I'll sit on the sideline and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's cool. And that's another benefit, you know, and, and maybe not, you know, having the W-2, you know, because I know a lot of people did get laid off. I took um, a, They cut our pay too. Yeah. Healthcare yeah, providers, yeah. yeah. But um, at least it's it's there. Yeah. You know, it's solid. Agreed. Um, and it's you know yeah. consistent oh yeah definitely some shit happens 1099 boom, i'm still going in yeah. you know because all the prn's 1099s got axed yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. right away <clears throat> yeah yeah contractors are the first to go yeah yeah it's crazy man it is crazy but here we are on the other side of it hopefully yeah 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 it seems like we're we're, we're trending out of it well we're fortunate yeah. to be where we are 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So yeah, a lot of people um fire sailed stuff. And then a lot of people nabbed up some good ass deals too. Yes, they did. Yeah. Because yeah. no one else was willing to take the risk. I remember someone from your company reached out to me with with actually a really good deal. And I, I really debated buying it. It was early on in COVID. I did not. Mm, I all did our not, deals are good deals, Tim. That what was like mean? a great deal. All your deals are good deals, but this was a great deal. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So what was the deal? Do you remember? No, but it was a house in Mandarin. Like, it was a house in Mandarin. I was familiar with the area. Very familiar. Um, so we, had a, we had a deal that I remember. So <laughs> we had this seller on the line. Um, it was a deal on the north side of Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. The ARV is about 150000 The guy was ready to sell it for 8000 Eight, like single very, digit? very yeah, single eight, digit. eight and three zeros. You so negotiate him down to five. <laughs> so he said that's what he owed. He couldn't go down. <clears throat> he would have given the thing away. He was just very motivated. I can't remember the exact, and, and that sucks because it would have been a little bit better story if I mm -hmm. remember the exact reason. So eight thousand dollars, ready to go. Sign the contract. Sign the agreement. Just, I was like, we got to send it to closing. Doesn't matter if we don't have it because, you know, we're wholesalers. So we like to have a buyer in place. Yeah. But for that, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ready to take that sucker down. Um, uh, yeah. Our sales COVID. guys carry eight grand on them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'd COVID, be fine. That's when COVID started to hit. Um, and then it went through deal, due diligence and uh, we got the, uh, the buyer's lending payoff and it came back. He sellers, 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 sellers. And he owes 30 on it. Still, so a good deal. Still a good deal. I mean, it needs probably 40K. 40, I, I, yeah. I think we, we sold it to Gary. Yeah. 40 to 50 to somewhere. He put something yeah. like that into it. Yeah. Thanks for sending that one my way. But go on. Dude, we couldn't sell it. Yeah. So we, we had a hard time selling it. Yeah. It was a steal. You still couldn't move it. Yeah. I was like, gee, I'm going to retire. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> we were retire like, bro, we're about deal. to. Because we sell, you know, we're decent at wholesaling. So we can sell deals for a good amount, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. as to the ARV. But we just could not sell it, dude. Yeah, it was in we, one eight, decent house. And then Gary uh, raked us over the coals. Yeah. He's supposed to be a good friend, quote unquote. And he but, raked uh, us over the coals. But he did perform during COVID. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, there's so there's that was that. that. Yeah. Lenders, lenders did well. Hard money lenders, private money yeah. lenders. Mm -hmm. Four points in in fourteen to sixteen percent. It's not bad. I see y'all aren't doing bad. <laughs> I saw you bad. met your goal this year. That's exciting. Yeah, we met man. our goal. We met yeah, our goal. We hit the goal. Now, it's, now we gotta keep pushing everybody's like oh we hit the goal what do we do for two months or <laughs> what oh god yeah but um I, th I think you know with regards to goals i think one of the biggest contributors and it's it's tough to it's easy in hindsight to say this but was putting it on display yeah and what not and not changing the goal so uh, you know that whole so weaning away from it yeah, so you know when people say, you know, things are more powerful when you write them down, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, I'm not a big, like, advocate for this. But um, we were, I, I feel like we were a little apprehensive to put our goals, write them, and put them on display. Yeah, it's scary. And it's embarrassing. This, this year we had uh, a team member <clears throat> that actually joined our team that was an advocate for putting your goal on display displaying metrics everywhere and it's kind of the way we were slightly trending in and they push you over we wanted edge. to do it we were a little apprehensive one of the things we were worried about is we didn't want to shame people with putting metrics on display um but we were kind of convinced by this individual that it's kind of encouraging 
and it right. pushes people to be better versions mm -hmm. of themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we and I think it was also to the point where we also in the beginning were worried about the environment and people that we had and we didn't want to mess anything up. And then we got to the point in our business where it's like we want to do things our way. And if you're in for the ride, cool. If not, yeah, we'll find somebody else. Part right? ways in friends, the beginning, yeah. it's it's you're not, grow, you know, you're, you're scared. Coddling. You're just like, dude, yeah. I got to make sure, you know, it. this guy he's shows up, yeah. you know, whatever. And then after a while, it's just like, hey, we only want nothing but the best. You know, we have a great team, great culture. Um, and it's just, you know, this is the way we do it. Mm -hmm. And it was more in our mind because mm -hmm. we did it and nothing really happened. Yeah. It just got better. Right? So we, having the $3 million goal on the TV, I agree. It I was agree. accountability in a yeah, way it was accountability. To, to push us to figure out how to get to that goal. And, they, and it gives so you the something. first quarter of the year, it was doubtful that it was yeah. going to get there. And then um, kept showing up every day. We kept our eyes open for opportunity. And I think um, it pushed us to, to recognize when there was a true opportunity to maximize it to its biggest potential. Um, and there's a lot of stories behind that. It's not just like one of opportunity, course, course. but um, it pushed us to maximize our opportunities. So yeah. now you got out that goal for next year, right? Goals the goal. Yeah. So once we hit the $3 million goal, this is kind of a cool little segue into um, next year, but um, we released our next year goal, which is 5.5 million. Um, and we gave the team a game room, which we're building out with some Xbox X series and some PS5s and arcade machines. So you're doubling your goal <laughs> and you're giving them more of a distraction. Giving them more of a distraction. Okay, I respect that technique. Yeah. 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 So, it, you know, we, we find out who. Fuck, I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> Fuck. Um, we, we gave them some cash. Yeah. Incentivized. Um, we're going to give more cash next year if we hit that goal. And also, if we hit that goal, we're going to give free uh, health benefits to the company. That's huge. Right now, we cover a portion of it. When do we release medical, dental, all that stuff? Maybe uh, like two two months two ago. Month, two months ago, three months ago. Yeah. 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 September one says if the we HR guy. Next year, everyone in here will have free health, dental, vision. Um, there's a life insurance aspect of it. Are right? y'all accepting yeah. applicants? What's going on here? Mm, <laughs> no. It takes a lot to get through these doors. <laughs> takes a lot. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be in commercial. That's so Naaman wants to know your BHAG. Do you know what a BHAG is? I don't. You your know what a big, hairy, audacious goal. So basically, um, we had uh, a couple of individuals interview uh, Tang and Eric. Was that like a month ago? Yeah, maybe a little bit more. They interviewed about a, a month ago, maybe a little bit more. Um, they're based out of Texas. And they're, they're real estate investors too. They're wholesalers. They flip. They buy and hold. They do creative stuff like subject twos and stuff like that from what I understand. Um, they do some... some um, real estate lending, right? Some hard money lending. Um, so they, they, they have a, a lot of ways to monetize mm -hmm. their income, their dollar. Uh, so we asked them what their BHAG, do you remember what it was? I don't remember. Their BHAG was to be like the Amazon of real estate, right? So they want to be the biggest of all aspects of real estate. Um, and they want to dominate that space, the real estate investment spectrum, mm -hmm. right? Biggest lenders, biggest wholesalers, biggest flippers. That's the way I took it and the way I understood it. So it's kind of like this unreachable goal that might take 20, 10 to 20 years. To 30 to 40. Mm -hmm. So just something crazy. Because 
I would say what my initial goal was when I started real estate was to be out of anesthesia by 35. Okay. I am now 35. Not out of anesthesia. Mm, that's your choice though. Yeah. Could have been out of anesthesia. I think that's cool though. I think I think it's cool that you reach 35 and you have the option to take yeah. to take it, but you choose not to. Cause, yeah, because I do have more <clears throat> more audacious goals, which I would say is to have if I had to say a BHAG, it'd be to have fifty million and then assets, commercial assets. How much do you have now? If you don't mind asking, yeah, we're about five. We're a little over five. Ten X, baby. Ten X those goals, baby. But Let's it's, go. It's like a snowball, man. It, it really does. Like as you obviously as you grow the business, a lot more income comes um, from the business. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, the W two stays the same, but you get a lot more capital to invest with. And, um, yeah, yeah. Better deals come your way. So, yeah. Then we got five million out there, dude. In, in uh in assets yeah, that's awesome man hell yeah commercial yeah commercial assets that's that's great i love it i'm not complaining so what what, what are your we talked about your your acquisition <clears throat> goals your annual acquisition goals per year do you want to share those with the you mean for the, the commercial oh we didn't talk about that correct yeah. commercial yeah. so right now we're trying to grow we're trying to acquire approximately two million Two million at right now. This year is two million dollars in assets, and then every year it it goes up. Um, is there like a percentage behind that? Is like a fifteen percent increase, thirty percent increase? Um, I would say it's probably um, just better 20, than the last year. It's better than the last better year, than but last if year. I had to put a number That's on it, twenty five percent. Okay, twenty five percent. Yeah, it's more on the aggressive side, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know, if the asset because we only our company buys assets, well now. Because things kind of changed with COVID. Before COVID, we were able to buy empty buildings, um, an empty building, and put tenants into it, and we would get lending on an empty building. Mm. Since COVID, uh, the banks tightened up, and they only want buildings that are uh, at least over 50%. Uh, the last building, we had to have at 75% occupancy before even buying. <clears throat> um, really? So it's a lot harder. I told you the value add is really putting tenants in there. So you're really right, having right. a, you know, it's it, it becomes a lot more difficult to do value add scenarios when you already have a performing asset. Right. So, is it is it, it? It sounds like because all of your commercial properties are 100% occupied. Currently, is that accurate. Currently, Today, yeah. yeah, yeah. So is it tough to get to get them close to fully occupied? So most commercial in general, um, you start making money about 70% occupancy. Okay. Um, you kind of break even, so everything over that's you know. Um, profit and you know we've been fortunate that the markets that we've chosen the areas that we've chosen and the way we've done ours we haven't had too much within a year some within six months we're at 100 percent occupancy okay so i wouldn't you know fortunately no but i am uh, one of my concerns buying this next building which is a neighboring building to ours i do have some concerns about that uh, because, uh, because their occupancy is so low and I do know that area there's a, we'll still make money on it, but I don't think that building's going to get to hundred percent occupancy, I guess is what I would say. Do, do you mean like within six months or a year or ever? I, I think that one is going to operate around 85%. If I were to guess 80, 85, which is still good. <clears throat> if, if done right, is still good numbers and still growing, but it's so hard to find deals right now to the point where 
gotta get what you can and get. we need it we need to move the we need to move the needle this year we got to buy something kind of deal and i hate yeah. saying that because no yeah, yeah you know but we're at the point from mm. a tax purpose and from a, a growth per perception it's not january purpose. anymore man it's not january now and uh dude I was talking to Dom. We have a space that'd be perfect for you guys too. Oh, I told him we were already, our money's already pre-committed elsewhere. Oh, <laughs> to what? Uh, no comment. Okay. Next, next topic. <laughs> next topic. Cool, um, man. So, so wait, wait. I, so, so what was the B hag again? Fifty million. Fifty million. Yeah. Inside of what time period? I don't. And just, I just created this, so I don't. I haven't thought too much through. Okay. It. I, I've never really had a B hag. If we're being honest, it's, it's. You know what's funny is I, I bet you. 50 million you are already thinking you can do more than that you said it and you're like shit that was low i don't know i don't know it seems kind of high <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but sure for the sake of conversation yep double it put it make it 100 make it 100 g uh, g write the number down I'm gonna, don't embarrass I'm, I'm us we're on, we're, we're on public television scratch yeah. that off 100 mil i think they're asking the What's y'all's BHAG? Uh, Dom so, G, you got a new BHAG, McDonald's wholesaling. I think it's the same the BHAG, right? It's a hundred million in ten years, operating. Uh, well, I mean, so we measured it based on how we operate now. We'll need like a thousand employees. A thousand employees. We need about a thousand yeah. employees to make a hundred million a year gross. Um, but we're starting to realize that we might might need some different arms of real estate rather than just uh, off-market uh, inventory providing. Yeah, because you can only, I guess, get so much at that scenario. I mean, yeah, you'd I have mean, to be all over the country, right? For that. Yeah, you'd have to be all over the country. Um, we'd have to be wholesaling of, in Mexico, Canada, <laughs> We'd Egypt. have to flip a couple countries yeah. <laughs> every year. You I'd know? have to sell Canada you to Mexico. You buy a country, put it under contract, sell it to the U.S. That'd be kind of cool. You know? Um, yes, but no, anything. yeah, it would, it, it's, it's one of those things where your, your focus changes right over time. Like, you know, when we first started, we we're like, all right, we got to come up with our goals. So, you know, it's X amount of, of gross revenue in a certain year, but like now it's like, all right, let's focus on revenue, but let's focus on bottom line, mm -hmm. you know? So bottom line has become more of a discussion than just revenue. Just the number. Right. Yeah. What are you and about? then... And then it's, fuck, let's not pay a lot in taxes if this is our bottom line now, yeah. Yeah. you know? So it's like, it. are we got to move the money into assets and learn different tax strategies and mm -hmm. what can we do, whatever, right? Um, so I don't know. It's, we haven't it's, been going to the strip club as often as we should have been. True. Isn't that it's true. Right? That's tax write-off, right? 100%. Have you all had a tax guy on here before? A have we had a what? Guy on? We have not had a tax oh, guy shit, on Oh, shit, we haven't had a tax guy. You know a tax guy? I know a couple. Okay. Local? Yeah. We don't have anyone local. Yeah, we don't. Our, have our tax people are in California, believe it or not. I can't afford those yeah. tax people. <laughs> <laughs> Neither can we, but we suck it up. Yeah, they're in Nevada. Deal with it. Nevada. There we go. The tax bill doesn't come till January, so. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, uh, then we're changing our LLC name at that point. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, I don't know. It, I, I, I feel like the goal is to create it's i would still is i still think it's to create a, a a business that generates a shit ton of of revenue 
mm-hmm. right? Hundred million. <laughs> I think whether everyone will agree to that. Whether it's wholesaling that gets us there, it might not be. Yeah. Right. Um. So we had. It's funny because we do our vision meeting with the company, mm-hmm. right? And we always had. How do we get to the next? Mm-hmm. You know, to our ten-year vision. Um. And it said, you know, wholesaling. Mm-hmm. And other businesses. But so we just didn't know what they were. We just point. didn't know what they yeah. were, you know. Leave the door open. Um, and and it's one of those things where right now we're at the point where we're whole, still very involved in the business, but can take a you know yeah. a, a half hour meeting, a half hour, hour meeting, meeting discussion on something else, go into another venture here. You know That's what I mean? So being a small maneuverable company, right? Which all right. Are. So it's. Right now, honestly, it's figuring out what is that next move. Yeah. Right. Like we're we're in the middle of a, of a couple things. You know what I mean. Um, so it's just figuring out what is that next move, and, and we want to be very cautious on where we put our time. Of course. Right. What what is going to and right now it's investing the cash that we have. That'll be a I feel like the next thing we have to figure out. Yeah. Right. I, the I next think- thing where we create, you know, because we're big systems guys, so it's creating a system on when we get a certain amount of savings in the account because right now it hasn't been like that you know our business has taken a hockey stick approach so it's just been just been a lot of reinvesting let's keep it in let's keep it in the business because you never know what's going to happen that's been our mindset you know the first three years now we don't have to think that way it's all right we know what's going to be coming in so now it's we got to figure that out and once we create that system on you know let's Every single month, we're going to take X amount and invest it with this person. We're going to buy X amount of properties every month or whatever. Yeah. Um. I feel like that's the next path, and and I don't know if a hundred million is in is in revenue, right? It might be. A, you know, we do fifty million in revenue. We have fifty million in assets. You know. Right. You know. Whatever. We buy a couple buildings with my man Tim Horbath. Of right? course, I think that's a. What were you about to say? Something. Uh, go go for it. I was gonna say I think that's a big. You advantage. know what? I'll take this. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a big advantage of being in real estate. You you can. There's a lot of different avenues. You don't just and you kind of get knowledge of all of them and a little taste of all of them. Right. And you can kind of delve delve into something else. And a lot of it yep. is cross referenced. You know, it's not. They're not completely mutually exclusive. Right. Um. And a great example is we're actually going into commercial property management. So we want to oh, increase our bottom line yeah. too. So we're starting up a commercial property management company and going to go that way. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously something that you guys are doing that's that's correct mm-hmm. and different than the way that other people do things. That's the way we feel. And it, and it, and it doesn't you probably even see it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but even see it in properties you can't acquire, but they're not managing it correctly. And I'll tell you, the biggest thing is people don't respond. <clears throat> the, the people that are renting out the companies, they're not responsive. And for that, they lose tenants all the that time. That is insane. That's yeah. the number one reason. Yep. So I know we only have a couple minutes left. Yep. But I want to touch on that because I didn't even think about that. Like <clears throat> touch on what like vertical. I don't know what the difference is between regular property management and uh, commercial property management. Commercial versus residential, you mean? Like meaning, what does a, pro- a property management company look like? Like meaning residential, you know, you know, there's going to be, and it might be the same, right? Ten percent a month, mm-hmm. typically the average. Yeah. You have your, you know, your leasing fee mm-hmm. um, that they charge you tenant placement fee yeah or whatever right you have your lease renewal fee um so like what what does that look like so on the if, if you know yeah i mean i'm not i'm no expert on it by any means we're just getting this going but <clears throat> the 
you know, the kind of uh, a typical structure is a, a, someone would rent out the space. Um, the leaser would get uh, the like whatever negotiated. It depends how much money it is. You know, obviously the larger number, they'll get a less percentage, yeah, but we'll yeah. say 6% of the total lease. So if you sign a five-year lease at $10,000 a month, multiply that out and you get 6% of that. Mm. Um, a property manager, you know, it, it depends what the renter or the owner wants done. Do they want the books done? Because that's an extra fee. Because there is, there is a different avenue in this. Well, I think there's a different avenue in regards to the taxes, the bookkeeping, um, that has to be done for the business business side of things, um, but you know the leasing and all that stuff's pretty pretty similar. Gotcha. From, from what I know, I'm not I'm not an expert, so if anyone else has a better answer, I'm I'm all ears. You know, it's funny. Um, we uh, we've had several conversations with our friends over at JWB, of course, um, and they've got a great operation going on mm -hmm. there. And one of the big aspects of what they do is property management, or or has become. A big aspect of what they do over the course of at least the last five or so years yep. that, is that yep. about right i think they're managing close to about four thousand residential mm -hmm. doors mm -hmm. which is fucking crazy amazing and um it's tricky right when they first started it it was hard for them to see the profitability in property management and what was the number of doors was it 500 doors was that the the turning point I for them believe so yeah so they said it wasn't until they hit about 500 plus doors till they started seeing that the bottom line can be really rewarding about a 50% bottom line mm -hmm. prior to that. It's tough to see how it's profitable and they, they, you know, um, it's kind of a bittersweet thing, but you know, one of the ways they're able to grow their property management business is acquiring the property management businesses that aren't mm -hmm. making it. You know, those mom and pop shops that have 85 doors, hundred doors, 125 doors because they weren't able to get to that point where they saw that aggressive profitability. So the profitability is there. It's almost like, you know, where do I have to get to see those aggressive, positive numbers? Yeah, it's funny. So I play spike ball with Greg Cohen of JWB. Okay, and, okay. And we had had this conversation recently, what you're echoing what you're saying. So mm -hmm. I'm with you and it, it's definitely on the back of the mind. Um, <laughs> but I think we're in a fortunate position personally where we've managed and set up the processes um, on our own stuff. So now we, it's just a matter of like applying it to everyone else. And right. I don't think there's too right. much more overhead in that aspect. Right. Cause you're already in it. Yeah. You're managing your own stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So, and it was kind of what they did too. Right. They were managing right. their own. That's how they started. Right, right. So it makes it a little bit easier, mm -hmm. you know, it's rather than just going yeah. into a new yeah. industry, getting new clients, whatever. Mm -hmm. Setting up um, the processes and going <clears> through that whole stuff. Right. Right, right. Yeah. But I Which think one, awesome, one of the key things, and it's tough for entrepreneurs. What's the name? Bold City? Property Management. Bold City Property Management. Bold City it's Property gonna, Management, City, baby. baby. Yeah. So what I was going to say is. You need an investor for, partner? Yes. I need a write-off in time. Sure. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> Do you want to go ahead and cut me off one more time? <laughs> it's fun. Um, I was just going to say, like, as, a, as an investor, whether it's in real estate, entrepreneurship in general, it's uh it it's it's tough to not go after those shiny objects, right? So like, you know, we we've been fortunate enough that we can keep a tab on each other. When someone veers, we can say, "Hey, bring it back. We have we have our goals in this business, right?" And we've been able to really laser focus on wholesaling real estate. And um, you know, we're we're doing better than than most. Oh yeah. Um whether we're, you know, 
you know, dusting off our own shoulder, but a lot of people tell us this also, and we're humble. So I'm not really trying to like portray us as the best at, at all by any means, because I mean, versus real estate investors in general, <clears throat> there's corporations out there, there's people doing aggressively better than we are. But when it comes to wholesaling specifically, I think we do pretty decent I would, um, in, uh, in comparison to the masses, but it's still tough for us to not want to do like, like adopt a flipping arm or adopt a private money lending arm or maybe get into some commercial assets because we're super interested in those other moving parts and wanting to figure it out and we always have to hold ourselves back so i think that's one of the keys into i mean you can do a little bit of everything and do really good because a lot of people do there's a lot of people that i think that we all collectively know that do a little bit of Jack everything of all trades and do really them. really great um but i think the key to building something aggressively great mm -hmm. is to laser focus in on one thing and just try to be the best at it over a long period of time to where you can really be that model for that spectrum i would i would definitely agree with you and i i would say to y'all to give credit to y'all i definitely think y'all are killing it so much so that i just hired an acquisitions guy on for my company and one of the guidance I gave him is to start watching y'all's videos. I sent mm -hmm. him to your class tonight. Oh yeah. So I'm putting oh, money, putting money behind it. I went over the script. You and give everything. away too much. Jeez. Jeez. Well, he's just acquiring for me. He's not becoming a wholesaler. So it's, he's just getting. Dude, we're it. moving into commercial, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we're now. You're, why do you think we had you on, bro? Y'all are y'all are moving into the building. We, we had a meeting today with a, oh, a dude, commercial he's, he's wholesaler. He's gonna close us, bro. No, we had a meeting today with a commercial wholesaler. Oh yeah, that's true. Really. That's true. Yeah, he was Logan. trying to sell us a triple net building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was, a, it looked like a decent no, it deal was in, in Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah, you wouldn't buy in Milwaukee. I, I mean, Baxter bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. You guys know that? <laughs> nope, no, but I'll still laugh. Anchorman. Is that yep. Anchorman? It's Anchorman. I, I recognize Baxter, but I didn't remember the old Milwaukee. <laughs> um, I, I like I, investments I can put my hands on to answer your question. Mm, you can yeah. fly over there, dude. Put I mean, your I, hands think, on it. I think we're, we're, close to the we're, we're starting to broaden our horizons but we've like because one of our main things was to try to buy a shit ton of airbnbs mm -hmm. and we only want them to be local uh i mean we'll mess around with some vacation airbnbs but as far as the the short-term rentals the uh, affordable short-term rentals like our plan was to get most of them locally <clears throat> so is that still a goal or no yes i mean sheltering yes. our tech <laughs> You start to look at well, a great return versus 37% well, of your income in taxes. So it. it's like, I'll shelter my taxes and take an 8% solid return. Well, that's why people are buying. I mean, you'll see McDonald's selling for three caps, you know? And right. It's, it's because people just need to put their money somewhere. Yeah. 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 Right, right. So, so, so we're looking for. You need a partner in that building? A blend. We, we've had this actually discussion. We'll have we'll have talks off air. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why can't we have talks on air? Yeah, bro. What you got to lie, bro? This is recording. Dude, you're at, you're saying I'm 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 decent because I went to Hawaii, and the uh, name is asking what is spike ball, bro? You play spike ball, bro? You made it. <laughs> spike, yeah, spike, I mean, <laughs> spike ball, twenty dollars set of spike ball. Spike ball is the, the new golf. Yeah. yeah, dude. You you play spike ball. <laughs> All right. Cool. All can right, you so, play spike ball if you're not at the beach? Yeah, we play. We can play right here. I'll bring it in that next time. Same, we'll get a bro. game. Up. It's not the same. It's not the same. With you're the right. shirts off. 
<laughs> Come on. Go on. What else are you envisioning there, G? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just like spike ball at the yeah. beach with no shirts. Should we all take our shirts off? Is that what you're saying? Uh, or am I being hopeful? Uh, <laughs> so on the note of you potential is starting your commercial property management company going to be a thing you're certain of it or is it something you guys are considering i mean we've so we've met because neither my partner nor i are a realtor um so we at you know and you have to be a real uh you have to have a real estate license brokerage to do that <clears throat> mm-hmm. so we've met with three companies um we've picked one that we we think we want to partner with uh mm, bold city realty no they 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 uh they're their own um company here already established but we've made it clear to them that i'll get my real estate license and we'll split off in two years but because we do want to start immediately we'll give them a percentage of the share um, Mm. of what we get and uh we'll be able to roll hopefully uh q1 so it's going to become a thing yeah we're gonna try it it. is a thing it's a thing speak it into existence so so if anyone that's watching or that watches this after it's because this is a live uh production but it's going to be just fed into um, Facebook as a pre-recording, and then it's going to go over to YouTube for people to watch later. So if they want to reach out to you with interest in you managing for them, how yeah. would they get a hold of you? Uh, BoldCityCommercial.com. BoldCityCommercial.com. Bold. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Or my there... personal Facebook, Tim Horvath. Sweet. I We saw a Timmy Horvath. Is that? Better not be Not me. right? Shouldn't be me. <laughs> oh, okay. No one's called me Timmy since high school. <laughs> Let's not start that are, are you actively looking to buy something right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm actively buying. I'm set to close in two weeks. All right, but if somebody had a deal, yeah, because this deal might fall through, so we need something. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Before yeah. the end of the year. What if right? What if someone brought you a deal and wanted to move in as a tenant? Do you have a deal? Do you have that? someone in mind right now, G? I might. I don't know. I'm open to all conversations. You said we have to talk off air, bro. I'm no, trying to do talk, a deal. Anything you want to talk about, deal, we can talk bro. about online. This is like a the biggest hint conversation <laughs> I've ever heard. Yeah. I'll, I'll gladly listen to you talk on online. the line. Yeah, on the on line. The line. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, wait, really quick getting... on the commercial management aspect. Damn. Is there also an email that they Let can the reach guy out to? Let the guy go to bed. Bolt City Commercial at Gmail. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Bolt City Commercial. You guys heard it. So we're ready to wrap up, or did you have something else you wanted to pick on Tim with? We're good. Uh, no. No more spike ball. I jokes? just wanted. I want him to go to bed, bro. He's got. He, He's got a job. He's got to work. No, awesome, guys. I only work seven days a month. I'm good. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, All right, guys. Shit. So once again, thank you guys for joining us. I'm Dom. And I'm G. And guys, this is the Cash Geeks Network. Network. And we'll see you next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Peace. Peace.